to these kids. I'm Rose and I'm Zara and together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. Hello this is Zara. This week we'll be talking about Brexit and whether the UK government could be breaking the law. Rose will be telling you about the country that wants to remove the Queen as their head of state and will be bringing you the latest news on the ongoing pandemic. We will also be talking about celebrities boycotting social media, whether there is life on Venus and International Dot Day. Our first story this week is about the UK government and why it might be breaking international law. Now, in order to understand this, we need to have a bit of a recap. You may remember that the UK left the EU on the 31st of January this year, but the two sides have until the end of the year to come to an agreement on how they will work with each other in the future. Some of the deals were contained in the withdrawal agreement, and one of the most difficult issues discussed at the time was the fact that Ireland would continue to remain in the EU once the UK left. But Northern Ireland is a part of the UK and would therefore leave when the UK left and nobody wanted a hard border between Northern Ireland and Ireland. So in the end, after a lot of negotiation, the withdrawal agreement was agreed, and it contained something called the Northern Ireland Protocol, which basically stated that Northern Ireland will continue to follow the rules of the EU for some goods and services, but it would be down to a trade deal to agree which goods and services this would apply to. Basically, the EU and the UK had agreed that border issues affecting Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland would be agreed by the UK and the EU together. While the UK government recently introduced a proposed law called the Internal Market Bill, which aims to ensure that the nations of the UK, England, Northern Ireland, Scotland and Wales can trade freely with each other and have common rules that apply across the UK so that the rest of the world has access to the UK as a whole, knowing the standards and rules are the same throughout. However, some people are concerned that the internal market bill goes against parts of the withdrawal agreement, which the UK government agreed with the EU. The internal market bill allows the UK to choose by itself which goods entering Northern Ireland it considers to be at risk of entering the EU, and those goods that the UK thinks are at risk of entering the EU would be subject to EU tariffs, which are basically extra charged. The government says that this bill is needed to prevent damaging tariffs on goods travelling from the rest of the UK to Northern Ireland if negotiations with the EU on a trade agreement fails. But there is a concern that this internal market bill goes against what was agreed in the withdrawal agreement and that would break international law. Matt Hancock, the health secretary, said that the changes that the UK government are making are necessary to protect peace in Northern Ireland and that it is the top international obligation that the UK is protecting. The Justice Secretary, Robert Buckland, said that the UK would only use the powers in the bill if the two sides could not reach agreement in another way and if the EU then went on to act in an unreasonable way. However, some people remain concerned about the UK breaking its obligations under international law. Former Prime Minister Theresa May warned that the legislation could damage trust in the UK over future trade deals with other countries. Why would other countries make new deals with the UK if it shows that it cannot stick to the ones that it has already made? 
Hi, it's Rose here. Our second story this week is about Her Majesty the Queen. This week, the island nation of Barbados in the Caribbean Ocean announced that they will remove the Queen as their head of state and become a republic by next year. Barbados is part of the Commonwealth of Nations, a group of 54 countries linked to the United Kingdom. Its roots go back to the British Empire, when some countries around the world were ruled by Britain. 16 of the 54 countries recognise Queen Elizabeth II as their head of state, meaning she rules over them in the same ceremonial way she does in the UK. These countries include Australia, Canada and New Zealand, as well as several island nations in the Caribbean and Indian Ocean. However, some countries have dropped the Queen from the role in the years after they gained independence, usually replacing her with a Prime Minister. The last to do so was Mauritius in 1992. This week, the Governor-General of Barbados, Sandra Mason, said that the time has come to fully leave our colonial past behind. She said that the country will become a republic as early as November next year, when it celebrates its 55th anniversary of independence from the British Empire. A royal source told the news agency CNN that the decision is a matter for the government and the people of Barbados, adding that it was not out of the blue and had been mooted and publicly talked about many times. Hello, it's Zara again. Well, as much as we don't enjoy talking about it, the pandemic is still continuing. And this week, the situation seems to be getting much worse in some countries. This week, the UK Prime Minister said that the UK is now seeing a second wave and that tighter social distancing rules might be necessary. There has been a huge rise in cases across the UK and the government is considering a short period of tighter rules where pubs and restaurants could be shut for a few weeks. The government has described the measures being considered as a circuit break and it could involve bringing back restrictions in public places for a few weeks, although schools and workplaces would stay open. The four nations of the UK are all in charge of their own lockdown rules, with Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland all having slightly different rules to England. Earlier in the week, the government announced changes to social gathering rules in England. From the 14th of September, it has been illegal for groups of more than six people to take part in social gatherings in England. This rule applies to all parts except places that have a local lockdown where the rules are much stricter. Wales also has its own rule of six, but their rule doesn't apply to children under the age of 11 and only covers indoor gatherings. A dissimilar step was taken in Scotland. The rule of six and the proposed new rules would not affect schools or places of work, which should carry on as they have been throughout the UK. Hi, it's Rose here again. Last week, dozens of celebrities temporarily froze their social media accounts to protest against the spread of hate, propaganda and misinformation. The boycott took place on Wednesday for 24 hours and was part of the hashtag Stop Hate for Profit campaign, which was organised by civil rights activists. Celebrities who agreed to take part in the boycott included actors Leonardo DiCaprio, Sasha Baron Cohen and Jennifer Lawrence, as well as singer Katy Perry and reality TV star Kim Kardashian West. Collectively, they usually reach millions of followers through their Facebook and Instagram accounts. The organisers of the campaign, which was launched in June, accused Facebook and Instagram of not doing enough to stop hate speech, 
racist content and fake news. They have accused the social media sites of putting profit first and allowing posts encouraging violence and racism. Regulators and policy makers around the world are concerned about the growth of hate speech, not just on Facebook, but on all social media platforms, with many countries launching inquiries into how the tech firms are dealing with the issue. Hello, this is Isa, and I'm back this week with another story about space. Is there life floating in the clouds of planet Venus? This week, astronomers detected a gas in the atmosphere that they cannot explain. That gas is called phosphine. Professor Graves from the University of Cardiff in the UK and her team first identified the gas using a special telescope in Hawaii and confirmed its presence too using another piece of special equipment in Chile. Now, on Earth, this gas is linked with life and it is associated with tiny microbes living in the guts of animals like penguins. The gas can also be made in factories but there are no factories in Venus and there are no penguins either. So astronomers are asking why is this gas linked with life there? About 50 kilometers up from planet Venus's surface. Now This would be very interesting if life was actually on Venus. The surface temperature on Venus is incredibly hot, over 400 degrees Celsius. Space probes that have landed on Venus in the past have only survived for minutes before breaking down and the clouds of Venus are thick, made up of sulfuric acid. The living organisms that we have on Earth definitely could not survive But perhaps there is some other form of life that can survive in those conditions. Professor Greaves and her team are not claiming that they have found life on Venus, but they think the idea does need to be explored further. Hi, it's Laurie here. Last week we celebrated International Dot Day in school, which was really fun. The purpose of International Dot Day is to encourage people of all ages to be as creative as they can be. The inspiration behind the event is a children's book, The Dot, by Peter Reynolds. It tells the tale of a teacher who challenges one of his pupils to take courage in her abilities. And from a dot on a page, the child goes on to make her mark. Real life teacher Terry Shea brought this book to his class on September 15th, 2009. Was this that brought Dot Day to life? It has grown from this one classroom to now be a worldwide celebration each year. Teachers can encourage students to get busy on the day with writing, drawing and painting and share this with the Dot Day website to inspire others. I asked the head of year 3 at my school, Miss Fletcher, why she thinks International Dot Day is important. She said, On Tuesday the 15th of September, we went completely dotty for International Dot Day. This event in the school calendar was an opportunity to celebrate creativity, courage and collaboration. Who knew that making a tiny dot on a piece of paper could lead to an incredible breakthrough in self-belief and bravery. This then led to a journey of sharing positivity and courage with others. We believe that the message delivered on International Dot Day was of great importance. Wherever you want to go and whatever you want to do, it all begins with that initial dot.
On the day itself, children were given the opportunity to enjoy a range of creative lessons, both with their classroom teachers and the specialist subject teachers, such as warm and cool coloured oil pastel artwork, character development and story writing. Whilst this message runs through our daily practice at school, International Dot Day was an occasion to celebrate this even further, and we most certainly enjoyed going completely dotty. For a day. Thank you, Miss Fletcher. What did you do in International Dot Day, Isa? Well, in English, I made a really creative dot story. It was about a donut and lots of other foods. I want to be an author, so this has gave me a chance to practice my writing. That's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed our show, and thank you for listening.